You're listening to Inside Lebo, a podcast giving you an inside look at Mount Lebanon, Pennsylvania, hosted by Assistant Municipal Manager and Municipal Planner Ian McMeans and Assistant Public Information Officer and Online Editor Stephanie Hackey. Hello and welcome to Inside Lebo. I'm Assistant Municipal Manager and Municipal Planner Ian McMeans. And I'm Assistant Public Information Officer and Online Editor Stephanie Hackey. In our last episode of Inside Lebo, we talked about the planning and development process and how projects get approved. And where we left that discussion off was that after a new development gets approved, it goes onto our building inspection office for building permitting, and that's when construction actually happens. So today we have uh, from our building inspection office uh, two guests that will be joining us and talking about how that process works. Yes, say welcome to Rodney Sarver. He's Mount Lebanon's Chief Inspection Inspector and Zoning Officer and Building Inspector Josh Meyer. Good afternoon. Hi. Thanks for having us. Thanks for being here. We appreciate it. So as a uh, quick introduction, um, you know, like I said, last time we talked about the land development process covering everything larger than a single family home for construction, but the building permitting process is basically anything from a small residential uh, remodel up through a new commercial uh, construction. So talk a little bit about what each of you do within uh, the auspices of the building inspection office. So uh, this is Rodney, I'll start. Um, basically, the inspection office is in charge of basically issuing and reviewing permits for all types of construction activities as well as zoning activities, which include uses as well. So we issue anything from a commercial building which uh, and residential construction, which Josh does as the building inspector. And then we also issue zoning permits through the zoning ordinance, as well as grading permits from the grading ordinance. And most recently, we get more involved with stormwater issues as well. Uh, because we have ordinances that regulate that. So there are multiple ordinances throughout uh, Mount Lebanon that we also are in charge of enforcing. Um, so I'll let Josh talk about uh, the building and aspect of it. So as the building inspector, I pretty much uh, review and issue permits for residential construction okay. as well as commercial construction, and I do most of uh, the in-field inspections for most of the permits we issue. Um, so residentially, uh, the more complicated projects, uh, some of the, the simpler things we have Brian in our office, who's also an inspector, he does the, the uh, more simple residential building permits. Uh, and then most of the commercial stuff I'll, I'll issue permits for as well. So tell us, what do you need a permit for? I'm a new homeowner and I actually have absolutely no idea what you need a permit for. So I would, I would love to know. <laughs> And unfortunately, because there are so many permits that we issue, it's hard to answer that in like one answer. Uh, so we always tell people it's always best to just give us a call in our office and ask us any questions. That's what we're here for. Um, as, a, as a single family residential owner, uh, probably the most common permits that we issue are fence permits, driveway permits, uh, retaining wall permits. Um, obviously building permits for uh, construction jobs. The, the thing that falls in between residential building permits and zoning permits is the fact that in the state of Pennsylvania, we're regulated because we're an opt-in community. We opted in to enforce the statewide building code, which okay. has been implemented since 2004. 
So everybody in the state of Pennsylvania uses the same building code. Okay. And through legislation, they amended it that for single-family homes, uh, you are exempt from certain renovations, uh, exempt from a permit, but not so okay. much compliance with the code. Okay. So we get into all kind of questions about what is needed. Uh, the main thing for single-family detached homes as a property owner is that you're responsible for any structural alterations or any changes to the means of egress. And that's a, that's a code term, means of egress. It's basically defining how you travel throughout your home and from your home to the public way, which would be the roadway. So in case of an emergency, you're able to exit the home and, and or be rescued from the home um, by firefighters or you know, first responders. So is that kind of the baseline of when a permit is needed for single family construction is if something structural is being done or if the ways you get out of your house are changing? That is correct for existing homes. So if you're just doing a renovation, that's all you need to worry about. If you're putting on an addition, then you would need a permit for all of that. And that's where Josh steps in. So he'll do a lot of the, the larger projects that actually involve an addition uh, or large Porsche additions or things like that, that that involve structural aspects of it. Uh, whereas my office or my, my role in that aspect is that I'll do the smaller projects for like front porch renovations where you're changing the stairs coming out of your front door and going to the public way. So that requires a permit because we want to ensure that number one that you have the proper aligned staircase because people don't when you walk up and down stairs you typically don't look at the stairs you just go by feel yeah uh, so the code basically says that the stair height and the stair tread depth can't deviate more than three-eighths of an inch within that flight and that's so that your brain it doesn't pick up that small of a difference mm -hmm. But if it's larger than that, then you, you have the possibility of tripping up or down the stairs. What about like a walkway in front of your house, things like that? Do you need a, a permit for that? Well, if you're talking about the, the sidewalk along the right-of-way or yeah. in the, along the street, that's public works. Okay. But if you're but talking about the sidewalk yard, coming right? from your door, if it's on the level ground, you don't need a permit for that. But okay. if it involves stairs, then we issue a permit because that involves the means of egress, including the handrail that that you need is required for any stairway with four or more risers requires a handrail this is why you see a handrail at every home then <laughs> yeah so if you have less than four risers in, in that flight of stairs you don't need a handrail per se and another thing that i know we see a lot of every year is pool permits that not only from at least what i know not only do we require a homeowner to get a permit when they install the pool but we do an annual inspections of the pool every year correct so uh, with the pool permit, uh, initially the state, it's under the statewide building code as well, and they, uh, this past code adoption, they just adopted what's called the 2018 International Swimming Pool and Spa Code. So it regulates everything dealing with swimming pools, including the barriers. So when we say barriers, you think of a fence. Right. So we, we actually issue fencing for pools as part of the building permit rather than a zoning permit for a fence because it has to meet certain opening requirements. Uh, and then locally, through our local ordinance, we have an annual pool permit where we basically send the code enforcement officer out once a year um, 
after the, the permit fee has been paid to inspect every residential pool to make sure that they have the proper safety devices on property uh, to protect those that are using the pool as well as safe chemical storage and, and other safety items that we look for. How about like a new air conditioning unit, things like that? Do you need permits for those as well? Yeah, so that's a zoning permit. So again, under the statewide building code, if you're just swapping out an air conditioning unit, you don't need a building permit, but we regulate it through our zoning ordinance. So a typical rule of thumb is that um, an air conditioning condensing unit on the outside, that's the little square box that has the fan in it. Um, basically, it shouldn't be any closer than seven feet to a neighboring property line. Both in the side and the rear, and can go in the front. Uh, it just shouldn't should be screened from public view. Basically, is the way the ordinance reads. Why are you issuing permits? What is the point of it? You know, I, I'm sure a lot of people are like, "Well, why do I need to do this? It's my house. I bought my house. I can just put in my own stairs." What's what's the point? Why is there why is this important to regulate? Well, building permit again because the state adopted a statewide building code. We're in charge of ensuring. Uh, safe and equitable basically uh, property for anybody both you as a private homeowner or the mailman visiting your house any public visiting your house or any public building um, that's why we're here for so basically there's volumes of code books uh, the state requires us as inspectors to be certified not only as inspectors but also plans examiners so we have to actually review the plans, make sure that everything complies, then issue a building permit, and then do the inspections. So it, it all comes down to safety, just to make sure that everything is built, to make sure that people that use that building for the particular use that it was designed for uh, can be safely occupied and, and maintained. And I think, too, at least from my understanding, that really one of the main goals of the inspections office is to be looking out for the safety of both the current homeowners and any potential future homeowners that may come into that property in the future so any projects that are done you're really looking at um, you know making sure it's the safest possible construction for both the current homeowners and you know any like you said any visitors that come to their property or any future people that may own the home correct yeah and then you know, again Codes change. So under the statewide code, um, it was in, implemented in 2004. We used a 2003 code version. Uh, they do a triannual code adoption. Uh, we skipped the 2012 for some reason through the state whenever legislation adopted it. Uh, so right now we're in the currently in the 2018 series of codes. The next code adoption won't be till 2025, and that'll be the 21 code. Um, so codes change you don't have to retroactively make your existing building or, or home meet today's code unless you're doing a renovation so because of the codes change you know there are certain code provisions that basically that we understand because we've dealt with multiple codes that we can assist property owners understanding what is required and what isn't required because that's the key to the key issue is basically we're here to protect to help protect that resident and that taxpayer basically for any work that's done on their property so you know it, don't take the word of a contractor per se of saying whether or not a permit's required or not 
you know, just give us a call and we can tell you exactly what's, and we'll look out for your best interests. What's your phone number? What's, where should people call you? <laughs> <laughs> so the, the inspections office is 412-343-3408. Uh, my uh, direct dial is 343-3468, and Josh? And my direct dial is 343-3475. And people can call you if they have any questions or if they're, they're building anything or adding anything onto their home? A any questions at all. That's absolutely. what we're here for. Do you prefer they call beforehand instead of after? Is that Absolutely. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, the last thing I want to do is make anybody change anything that's already been built or you know to tell somebody they can't do what they want to do that's the last thing we want to do so it never hurts to call in early um, obviously we take permits in first come first serve so during the busy months you know we get backed up and I apologize for that now but at the same time we can only do what we can do so uh, if you want to call in plan ahead make sure that you give us a call and we can guide you through any process that requires a permit. Great. So um, thank you guys so much for joining us. We're going to take a short break and uh, we'll be back with a little bit more on the process of applying for permits with uh, our folks from our building inspection office. So stay tuned. Welcome back to Inside Lebo. We're here today with Rodney Sarver, Mount Lebanon's Chief Building Inspector and Zoning Officer, and also Building Inspector Josh Meyer. So thank you both for being with us today. And um, can you talk a little bit about what the process is to apply for a building permit? You mentioned at the end of the last segment that people can always call you with questions at 412-343-3408. But uh, you know, there is also a process and there's different ways to apply. So can you talk a little bit about how people actually apply for a permit? Yeah, so depending on what type of permit that you're actually wanting to apply for, uh, we recently have, have developed, uh, thanks to Josh, uh, numerous handouts uh, that deal with each type of permit issuance, and we're still in the process of developing more. Uh, but we can easily email you one of those handouts, and it, it basically goes through a checklist uh, to guide you through the process of that. But essentially, uh, long and short of it is most permits involve a single application. Uh, we would need two copies of your property survey, which we get uh, in all shapes, forms, and sizes. So the important thing is that, that you submit a two-scale copy of your survey uh, because we need to make that survey or take that survey, I should say, and use a scale and make sure that you're meeting the the zoning required offsets uh, for your proposed project. So we actually put an engineer scale to that piece of paper that has the survey on it, and we actually can determine what the distance is from the property line that you're proposing to build from. So uh, whenever people submit reduced or enlarged or photocopies from their phone, we can't reduce or enlarge that to make it to scale so that makes it very difficult for us, and it takes a lot of time to do that. So if you submit a clear two-scale copy of your property survey, that's the best. And then obviously any type of drawings or details of what you're proposing to do. And then basically Nancy from our office will uh, give it a permit number, put entered into our system, and then uh, basically it gets divided either to Josh's office, to my office, and or to one of our other uh, inspectors. Um, and then basically we review that 
Uh, if everything is okay, we issue the permit, give it back to Nancy, she'll contact that property owner and let them uh, make them aware of basically that the fact that the permit's issued and they can pick it up at the service counter or we can mail it to them once it's paid for. Uh, or if there's an issue with them, then we'll send, typically we'll send an email out with uh, plan review comments to show what else is needed to determine compliance. So for every project then, do you need a survey before, even like putting in an air conditioning unit, things like that, you need your, your yard surveyed? Yes, every, every permit. Okay, very interesting, I didn't know that. Um, and you said that you provide them with a permit then, so what do you, do you need to keep that on the property? Is that something that needs to be there during construction? Yeah, so if it's a building permit under the statewide code, we are required to stamp uh, the plans approved. Okay. And then uh, we ask for two copies of those plans to be submitted so that we can stamp them both approved. We keep one on our records, and then we give one back with the permit placard card that they put in their front window so that anybody driving by can see if there's work going on, a permit's been issued. And on that placard card and on the approved plans, we indicate what inspections are required. So, for example, if you're doing a... Uh, residential addition uh, it would be a footer permit uh, I mean a footer inspection uh, it would be a drywall inspection or an insulation inspection um, and a final inspection uh, we use uh, MDIA which is called middle department Th uh, middle department inspection agency which is MDIA they do all of our electrical inspections so they'll come out and do a rough in and a final electrical inspection before we do our framing inspection. Um, and then in Allegheny County, the health department issues all plumbing permits. So we don't have anything to do with plumbing except for stormwater. So on all those follow-up inspections, how do you know when they need done? Uh, it's up to the homeowner responsibility, basically. So. Uh, I would encourage all homeowners, uh, if they're looking at doing a project, that they would hire the design professional or they would basically be in charge of uh, applying and obtaining the permit because ultimately they are responsible as the property owner. So it's on the property owner, not the contractor or the folks they hire to get That the is correct. Done. So okay. we, we can go after a contractor, but it's a lot difficult it's more difficult to basically go after them being the fact that it's not their property that they're working on. So uh, it's always best that the homeowner be in charge of the project as far as what they know and what they need to know because, again, uh, don't ask the contractor, just give us a call and we can explain to you what's needed because, again, we're here to protect you and, and your interest and your investment in your own property. So you mentioned... Um you know, all the handouts and everything people can use and, uh, you know, to figure out what all they need from a document standpoint to apply. Is there any ability for people to apply online for their permits? Uh, right now, we only accept uh, zoning permits online. So that means that you can upload a survey. You can fill out the application online. You can upload a survey and some documents for zoning permits only. Um, so which permits would those be? That would be like a fence permit, um driveway driveway permit air conditioning air conditioning permit thank you um okay. trying to think of anything sheds else. sheds okay yeah. anything that's a, just a zoning issue not building permits because building permits the, the 
the problem with that is that the plans are so complicated that if they tried to upload them, we wouldn't get them to scale and it would just make it more difficult for us to review. Uh, with technology improving someday, yes, we'll get there, but right now, unfortunately not. Gotcha. And that's through the MyLebo portal on the municipal website? That is correct. Okay, cool. And then is there any way once a homeowner obtains their actual permit for them to kind of track the progress of that permit? They can. So in, in our system that we use, our public service manager, uh, which our IT department had set up, uh, once you apply for a permit, you're sent a link so that you can log on through MyLebo and you can see any progress report notes in there. Uh, but once it's issued, then the notes, basically, you can't see that we did the inspections. But mo I'd say 99.9% .9 of the time, the contractor or the homeowner are present when we're doing the inspection. So if there's an issue, we'll let them know. Uh, if it passed, we'll also say, you know, it passed and you can continue, continue working. And, you know, we'll see it gen at the next inspection. Gotcha. And I believe the placard that they get to put in their home for their project has a list of the inspections needed. That is correct. And, and it has a sign offline. So yeah. we actually sign it and date it. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. So in theory, if they're operating the way they should and have the placard, you know, in their front window or whatever, they can just look on the back of it and see what inspections have been done to date. That is correct. Okay. Wow. Stephanie, do you have any final questions? I was going to say that's all that I have. I've learned a lot. Like I said, new homeowner here, I really don't know a lot. So this was very insightful for me. I hope everyone in our audience um, learned a lot as well. Do you all have anything else that you would like to share with our listeners? Um, I can't think of anything no. right now. No, I was thinking about the approved documents. When we actually issue the permit and we stamp the plans, yeah. one of the first things we do when we go out for an inspection is we'll ask for those particular stamped plans, the ones that we stamped approved, because every project should be done in accordance with the plans that we stamped. There's a reason why we stamped them, a reason why we reviewed them. Once we stamp them, we know they meet all our zoning requirements, they meet all the building code if it's a building permit. Uh, those, those are things we're going to ask for when we come out for, for an actual inspection. Uh, a lot of times, if they don't put the placard in the window or something like that, you know, I ask the contractor for the actual approved plans. They may not have them. They may be building off of something that's incorrect. So just make sure that, that the stamped approved plans and the placard is on site for a project. Is there anything else that people need to have with them, documentation, anything like that, or just those? As far as the project is concerned, the placard and the stamped plans, uh, all everything that has a stamp or a permit number on it from us the, those are the permit documents makes sense yeah and that's an important note and also that the fact that for the electrical that I mentioned earlier bought through MDIA and the plumbing so we won't do a framing inspection until you get your rough electrical and rough frame or rough electrical and rough plumbing done uh, then then we come in and do the rough framing inspection Sounds good. Well, thank you both so much for being here. We really appreciate it. That's it for this edition of Inside Lebo, produced by Carrie Monyo, uh, with music by Drew Monyo, and graphics by Chris Leeper. Thanks, everyone, for joining us, and we'll be back in a few weeks with another episode. Thanks for listening to Inside Lebo, produced by Mount Lebanon's Public Information Office. Learn more about all things Lebo at mountlebanon.org or by following our Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram pages.